Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here with an emergency broadcast of the Common Sense Show Network. And this will be going out on all of our affiliates from our megaphone that sends out to all our podcast sites. Uh, it'll be on YouTube uh, for as long as they leave it up. And of course, our website at thecommonsenseshow.com. And by the morning, it'll be through all the affiliates like my good friend Steve Quayle, stevequayle.com. We'll be picking up this interview. It's going to go far and wide, and you're going to hear why. Because Mike Adams has uh, broken a major, major story. And since we have read what Mike came out with on Newstarget.com, we have uh, confirmed uh, a good portion of what he is saying. So I was, it's kind of funny, I was actually in search of this information uh, by a third party request yesterday. And Mike beat me to the punch, significantly beat me to the punch. And that's why when I was reading this today, I, I was telling my friend Paul Martin, who told me about the article, I said, Paul, this is right on the money. <laughs> I said, this is exactly the stuff I was looking for. So well, we're going to get... We're oh, gonna sorry. Get, yeah, we're going to get to Paul in just a second. Uh, excuse me, Mike Adams in just a second. Just need to let you know very quickly. We have two sponsors that make this segment possible. Our storable food company, preparewithdave.com, 47% off for a two-week emergency kit. And it's still the same restaurant quality, everything you want. And people say, can I buy more than one? Answer is yes, because the price is great, isn't it? And uh, this will go on through the holidays, preparewithdave.com. And then when you need food, you need water. And we have uh, Alexa Pure Pro Filter, which has the documentation on the website I'm going to send you to about how good it is. And so food and water together, waterwithdave.com, and they have a 40% off sale through the holidays. So preparewithdave.com for the food and waterwithdave.com for the water. That takes care of our sponsors for this segment. Mike, I want to thank you for coming on in such short notice. And also I uh, want to thank you for your great work you're doing on exposing the communist takeover of Virginia. Well, well, thank you, Dave. And sorry to jump in there earlier. Um, this is this is such critical information, as you said. But I wanted to add something about this story. You know, this this is a story about after the Democrats in Virginia pass their gun confiscation legislation, they are going to outlaw all AR-15s in the state. They're going to criminalize people who refuse to register them or turn them in. So, so people who bought all their firearms legally are going to be turned into criminals, while the criminals will be offered, you know, sanctuary if they're illegals. So this is this is the new Democrat vision for America. But so so that story talked about then roadblocks are going to be planned, especially to the pro two A counties, which is now virtually the entire state, and also certain roadblocks on um, interstate roads that go in and out of uh, neighboring states, such as Kentucky, for example, where, where gun rights are, are still respected. Now, what's new about this, well, I should say what's interesting is, when I got this information, one of the sources was the same source that informed me over a year ago that contractors, well, I should say contracting companies that, that hire ex-special forces, that those companies were being told to prepare for uh, cities to have roadblocks, mm-hmm. uh, where the cities were going to be, they, they knew that something, some major chaos, a, a social unrest event was coming, and that the, the, how to say this, the rules of engagement would be to do not enter the cities. The cities would be cordoned off, in essence, and these contractors or the contracting companies were being told to prepare 
to deploy a large number of contractors to man the roadblocks to, in essence, quarantine these cities that are in civil unrest. That is one of the contacts that told me, and this person's former military intelligence, that told me that the roadblocks were coming to Virginia for a different purpose. And frankly, I didn't know the seriousness of the story until you confirmed it with other sources as well. So now it's triple or quadruple confirmed that this is the plan. So now you've, I'm more concerned now than I was this morning when I wrote that. Virginia Representative McEachin came out and he's quoted in the media as saying, we're going to use the military to take the guns. Goes yes. Right along with what you're saying. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if they have to use former military as well, but you know, Look, I know a lot of these guys, uh, former military guys. You know, I've trained with them. And the guys that I know would never be part of a gun confiscation operation. But I wonder if there's, if they can find, you know, maybe 10% who will go along with it if the paycheck is big enough. I'm sure those guys exist. But I, I don't think the average Marine will go along with this no matter what the pay. I'm just telling you, Marines especially, they are loyal to the Constitution from everyone that I've ever met. So they're going to have to find some really evil people to pull this off. Well, look at what happened in Katrina. I think there's no shortage of finding evil people. I don't, yeah. I don't think that's going to be a problem. But um, there's going to be resistance. And I do believe what you said in your article when you said this will be, I believe you said, a flashpoint to start a civil war. Um, and I should say this. I know you know this, Mike, but I need to say this for the listener's benefit. I was approached by someone who has a really good insider source, and I cannot say the name of the person who approached me because it could expose their source. And I was told that these roadblocks were going to exist in California and Virginia, and they asked me to look into it. And I made lots of calls, and I did get something to say Texas is looking at this, but I didn't get anything definitive. And I do know, and I uncovered this in the process, uh, the governors of California the last two have had secret armies. And these secret armies certainly could be deployed. I was on Paul Preston's show this morning from Agenda 21 Radio, and I asked him this, and Paul says it makes perfect sense to me, and I have a feeling he's going to be looking into this as well. But it's not uh -huh. just Virginia. I'm convinced from what I'm hearing and seeing, it's also going to be in California. Now, that's, that's that expands my concern. Now, my source didn't tell me anything <laughs> about California or Texas, but I have noticed in Texas over the last several years they've been installing all of these cable uh, median barriers that prevent you from being able to turn around on the highway now the public safety officials say no those are there to prevent head-on collisions if people drive off the road and across the median well those kinds of crashes almost never happen they're very rare um, people usually go off the other side of the road you know the right side and not, not so much the median. And so if they're installing these, it's the perfect setup for checkpoints where, surprise, you're in a checkpoint queue and you can't turn around. And if you even try to turn around, you will be chased down at gunpoint to, to try to determine what are you running from? You know, oh, oh do you have an AR-15 in your car? Because that's been outlawed now. Welcome to Virginia. So that, you know, that could be coming to Texas at some point, but Texans won't put up with it, Dave. And I, frankly, I don't think Virginians will either. Now, Californians might, 
you know, certain certain ones, maybe not rural Californians, but, you know, the city folks will. But forget it in Texas and Virginia. But see, that's the point. They want a shooting war. They want the Virginian people to rise up and start taking shots at these checkpoints. You know, the state troopers or whoever they put out there. They're just they're, they're human targets intended to cause shootings. That's the point. And it's so obvious now. Well, they listen, most people don't drive with guns in their cars. Really? Yeah, most. <laughs> most. <laughs> and what I'm okay. saying is, it's kind of an empty program to be going to all this trouble to create roadblocks. What I think they're trying to do is not create roadblocks, but create violence. Mm. And the ones that do have the guns, well, that's where it could start. Um, I, I think there's much more efficient ways to do this than doing roadblocks. But I will tell you this, and this is something that I just reflected on this before I called you. Back in 2008 and 2009, when I was just starting to broadcast on, on, on radio, uh, I they had the H1N1 squ- uh, scare. And the vaccines were terrible. A lot of squalene, and I remember the central nervous system damage. And in Colorado, and, and uh, I'd gone to high school with two guys who had lofty positions at the time in the Colorado State Patrol. And they were trained by DHS at the time on how to do these roadblocks. And they had chase cars that if you tried to turn around, they'd chase you down, like a DUI checkpoint. But here's the thing they practiced, and this is why I got contacted by my friends that knew I had a radio show. They were also told that they would have computerized scanning, and they'd say, have you had your vaccine shot? And if they said no, they'd give them a chance to take it. And this was in the drill, not real life, but this was a drill. And what they said was, well, no, we're not taking it. They would take the family out of the car and they'd put the women on one bus to go to one destination, the men on another, and the kids on a third. And I'll never forget this. And I think this is where some of this is happening. I think we're going to see FEMA camp incarcerations accompany this. Well, it, it, it brings up two really important points, one, one of which is that people better get prepared to hunker down and stay where they are because travel travel's not only dangerous for the reasons that we're discussing here, but travel's dangerous in any kind of a social unrest context because, you know, you can be hijacked on the road. Um, the, the classic thing that you even see in the movies is someone stages a hurt child or a woman on the side of the road or in the middle of the road who needs help and it the moment you stop then you're besieged by you know six armed men from the side of the road emerging from the ditch and suddenly you've lost your car and everything your family so uh, staying put is going to be very important but if the police state of virginia manages to prevent the movement think about this prevent the movement of armed individuals with their firearms what they're doing and the reason this roadblock scenario makes sense is that they're shutting down the militias from being able to aggregate and coordinate their movements and present movements in force and one county there i forgot the name of it has already officially announced the the raising of that county's militia and of course, there are 90-plus counties that have passed some form of pro-Second Amendment sanctuary status across Virginia. The roadblocks make sense tactically to shut down supply lines of ammunition, firearms, and support crews that are supporting militia if it comes to an actual kinetic engagement. Um, boy, you just triggered something in California, and I think I got a smoking gun here. The uh, I did an interview with Bob Griswold, and we talked about this. 
when uh, California announced they were taking down the repeaters for ham radios, that limits their range. And, right. And it's a matter of taking down command and control. And then when you have PG&E doing these massive power blackouts, this is what we do to a country before we invade them. We bomb their infrastructure into oblivion with regard to communications and power. Yes. And California just did this. Yes, and, and did you see today the Federal Reserve glitch uh, caused uh, disruptions of all direct deposit financial transactions nationwide? Oh, no, I missed that. Tell, tell us about that. Uh, it was actually Steve Quayle had it up on his website, and it's confirmed there was one bank that, that had major outages. Uh, the Fed had this outage, and direct deposit failed. And we also experienced outages, by the way, in services related to our Brighton network today. No one could log in for a period of time. There, there were weird gremlins and some power grid failures regionally happening today as well. I get the feeling people are testing all the various switches Beta that tests. are going to be thrown. Beta tests. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, I interviewed um, um, somebody today, uh, Deborah Tavares. And she told me about how they're taking over California water. And she went through it sequentially, one step at a time. And she said, Dave, they're gonna, they're weaponizing water against this right now. And this is on top of PG&E and the rolling blackouts and all that stuff. And they can't water outside their homes now. So their houses become a tinderbox. And, and it's just, it's crazy. Um, I think we're seeing, I think Virginia has a more overt approach to martial law and bringing in UN troops. I think California's is a little more subtle, but when I look at these developments in California, I think we're talking the same thing. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and don't forget, you know, Virginia is very, very close right there to DC in the epicenter of the swamp. And any rogue elements of the military could be directed from there and they're, you know, with the ports and the infrastructure that's in place. So there, there can easily be a command and control center uh, very close to Richmond, you know, just just a hop away, basically. Even though most of Virginia is pro-Second Amendment, and Richmond would be surrounded by pro-Second Amendment individuals. But look, it, I think the bottom line here, Dave, is that what impeachment just proved, and the fact that Nancy Pelosi is withholding these articles of impeachment from the Senate, which itself is a violation of the Constitution, it proves that Democrats have long abandoned anything resembling the rule of law, anything resembling fairness, or even ethics or morality. Now, we've known this, but they're just proving it again and again. And this means that what they really want, their ultimate goal, is the complete destruction of their opposition, the actual mass killing, the genocide of Christians and conservatives and gun owners. And in their minds, they don't care how they get that done. That's their goal. So getting it done, in their minds, is just what's the most effective way to do it? How do you take away the guns from everybody? You pass these laws, and then you rely on the law-abiding citizens to comply. And then after they comply, then you, you mass murder them all. That's, this is the way Democrats think now. But there are a lot of intelligent, awake Virginians who are ahead of the game here. And they, they're telling themselves, I'm not going to give up my last rifle because it's just going to be used against me. And so what what they need then is to cause this conflict. So then, well, actually, the analysis here is that Trump would probably federalize the National Guard of Virginia after Governor Northam tries to use the Guard against the Second Amendment counties. Trump would supersede that with federal authority, right? And then 
what would happen is people like Barack Obama would say that Trump has become a dictator, an illegitimate impeached you know, ex-president, and the UN is going to be required to take him out. So that's how this escalates. I think you're right on the money with this. Um, I made a note here. Oh, yes. You mentioned about villainizing conservatives and Christians. Did you happen to catch the article today that's out there where Biden is quoted as saying, if Christians oppose the LGBTQ agenda, they should be declared to be a terrorist organization and put on a yes. watch list? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is fitting right into what you're talking about, because first you have to label before you list. And and yeah, yeah, this has been coming. This is, uh, yeah, I mean, people are, are blind, they can't see it. I wanted to ask you a point of law that I haven't been able to, to um, resolve for myself. Um, the Democrats are saying now that because Trump has been impeached, that he can't make a Supreme Court appointment, say that Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away, he would be prevented from um, appointing or nominating a replacement. I don't think that's, that's well, true. Yeah, no, that, that's false. And I'm, I'm glad you brought up Ginsburg because I was actually going to bring her up too. Her health condition is so severe. Uh, I had previously predicted she would be lucky to survive the end of this calendar year. Mm-hmm. She has, my, my understanding, my belief, she has stage four pancreatic cancer. It's the most aggressive type of cancer. And in many cases, once people are diagnosed, they only live a few weeks. It's very, very common. Um, what we may be seeing here in terms of the acceleration of the impeachment effort is actually due to Ginsburg's deteriorating health condition, which we will never be allowed to know about until the day she dies. And when she dies, we'll say, oh, it was sudden, it was unexpected. No, she's almost dead now. I mean, she's very close, and she's been that way for months. She has recurring cancer, and she's chemo-damaged. She underwent many rounds of chemotherapy that also damaged cognitive function and kidney function and liver function and heart function and so on. She's been compromised for years uh, in, in a health way. And I, I don't wish anything bad upon anybody. No, I had a family either. member die of pancreatic cancer. It's the most painful form of cancer people can ever have. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. But in, in the practical sense here, once she's gone, Trump will have the appointment, even, even as he's been impeached. As long as he's still in office, he can make the appointment. But the closer... Well, I should say, if the Senate is still debating the trial, then the media would scream that Trump should not make the appointment until after the Senate concludes the trial. Who the hell cares about the media? That's my reaction. <laughs> well, the people in Washington still do. They're, they're spineless cowards, even the rhino Republicans. Well, yeah, but a, still le- a legal challenge to Trump nominating would be unsuccessful, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. But well, here's but here's the other thing. Look, they're going to say, regardless of, of what happens with Ginsburg, the fact that Kavanaugh and Gorsuch are there, the Democrats are going to attack that those two appointments forever, saying that they're illegitimate because Trump is illegitimate because he was impeached, and so they're going to try to reverse everything that Trump ever did, or at least just call for it, even though they won't succeed. But I'm, I'm telling you, the Democrats will stop at nothing 
No. These people have to be dismantled. I mean, I mean, the the DNC, the the Democrat Party, has to be dismantled, and these people have to be stopped peacefully and lawfully, or they will never stop what they are doing to this country to tear it down. There's no limit to what they will do. Yeah, we've talked about that before, and I've asked a lot of people that. What, what, what do you think they'll stop at doing? Nothing, nothing. They'll do everything they can. Hey, I wanted to get your take on Tulsi Gabbard's uh, impeachment vote. Yeah. Did, did you see present. what she did? Yeah, present. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like I'm giving Trump a present. I mean, I was wondering is that what she meant? <laughs> um, but it, it, I listen. I took a lot of heat from people that follow me on YouTube. And God bless them because they care enough to express an opinion. But I said that Tulsi Gabbard would not vote for impeachment. And I went on to say, I said, if the Trump people and the Gabbard people ever met secretly and she straightened out three or four things, she could be in the cabinet in the next term. Yeah. Because what a feather in the well, cap that'd be for Trump. I put, I put Gabbard in the category of... Democrats I could coexist with like exactly. in society, you know, Democrats that aren't totally insane. Um, and there's not very many of them anymore. But Tulsi is now a, a rare person. Uh, you know, she's she served with honor. She has principles and she's not afraid to speak out. And, hey, she took out Kamala Harris, too. So, you know, she's she's actually gotten some things done. You know, if if Tulsi, I mean, I don't agree with all of her policies, but she is someone that you know. If she were, if she won an election someday, I would accept that result. You know, whereas if Hillary Clinton won, well, you know it was rigged, and you know there's a trail of body bags <laughs> because that's what the Clintons always do. So Tulsi's in a different category. I totally agree. But I also think there's something else, and I could be off base on this, but I thought it was curious that she said she wasn't going to be in the next debate. And now that I'm looking at it, you know the Justice Democrats got people like the squad in, like Ocasio-Cortez, and yeah. and they went to try to go uber-radical. I think the Justice Democrats are going to show up in her home district and go after her, and I think this is why she's saving money. I think she's going to be dropping out of the race to preserve her congressional seat. That's my guess. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good analysis. You're probably spot on with that. Uh, but also, she might have other plans even beyond representing her constituents. She's her profile now is is very high, and there could be opportunities for her in in the bureaucracy itself somewhere. I, listen, you know? I would grab if I were Trump, I would meet I'd meet with her or have my people meet with her and just say. Here are the edges we have to take off of our differences. And if you do these things, I will nominate you to be the secretary of whatever. I would do that if I were Trump, because here you flipped a presidential candidate of your opposing party, and she's now on your side. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, and she won't be the last. If if Democrats continue their behavior like this, <laughs> there are going to be more. Well, not if they want to get reelected. That, yeah, that's the other right. thing, too. You know, Mike, we saw this in the primary, in the Republican primary in 2016. 16 candidates in the mainstream media just destroying Trump, yet his numbers kept growing because America hates a bully. You think yeah. Pelosi and company would have figured this out by now. Trump's popularity is soaring right now over this. Yeah. And, and another factor is the 
I, I haven't seen any official numbers yet from uh, Parscale, but I would imagine that Republican fundraising just exploded. And it was already well ahead of the, of the Democrats. I mean, by huge numbers. So this will be a almost like a like a pot of gold parachuting out of the sky, you know, for for Trump's re-election campaign in terms of um, buying ads, which is why the tech giants are working so hard to ban political ads ahead of the 2020 election. Well, that's the other thing too that bothers me. Uh, you've got Twitter doing what they're doing, and the other social media. They're breaking, um, was that Section 230 of the open forum laws? Yes. Uh, why isn't Trump taking action against them? Well, there are a number of theories on that point, but I share with you the frustration that nothing has been done. Um, perhaps he was waiting for the end of this impeachment fiasco, for one thing, because anything that he does against the tech giants would be immediately. Uh, he would be condemned as obstructing the voice of the people, even though that's exactly what the tech giants are doing, right? Remember, the Democrats accuse Trump of everything that they themselves yes. are doing. True. So maybe Trump's been waiting on that. We know he has the executive orders ready to go months ago to order the federal regulators like the FTC and the FCC to uh, go after the tech giants or, or at least um, enforce a level playing field of speech as recognized by several Supreme Court decisions. So we may be on the verge of things happening now, or at least once the Senate clears Trump. But now that's in limbo by Pelosi, and maybe that's part of her game plan. Keep that in limbo for months, but she'll fail at that. Finally. Well, all McConnell has to do is to say to Pelosi, you'll have these on our desk by this date, or we're not considering the impeachment. That's right. That's right. And then I also saw a piece a few minutes ago that Trump's lawyers are now looking at ways to reverse the impeachment if Pelosi does not turn over the articles to the Senate to say the whole thing's null and void. Yeah, that's kind of where I was going with that comment, and I and I think it's valid. But, you know, there's I've been predicting this for a long time, and I'm basing it on what I'm seeing with the subtle signs. I'll give you an example. Psychology Today. Uh did a study and they brought in these psychologists who did a, a bogus third party analysis of the president and his personality. You can't analyze people from a third party perspective. You've <laughs> got to have first party. Look at Mike, I'm a former mental health therapist. I mean, I know the process intimately and it's a complete violation of ethics to do what psychology today did. And yet they said the president is this and he's that. A lot of it centered around narcissism, personality disorder. And I'm thinking, you can't say that until you're there and interview yeah. the guy and administer you know, some of the tests, the battery of tests that you would give for personality disorders. And yet they're going to float this out. Mark my words, when impeachment fails, it's going to be the 25th Amendment next for the mental disability clause. Sure. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh but between now and then, I, I'm really concerned about what the what these globalists are willing to pull, and how many Americans they're willing to to put in harm's way, in order to create uh, narratives that can serve their purposes here. I think uh, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah. I, let me just say it for you, okay? I'll be the one. <laughs> okay, all I'll right. step out into the poo, okay? <laughs> Go for it. Um, I've had this discussion with DEA, DHS, and FBI three sources I've had for years that I trust. 
and all three of them have said pretty much the same thing in a different way. I'll just tell you what the DHS guy said. He said, no one's going to believe the lone nut assassin theory that has a diary pre-stating what's going to happen. America's beyond that. So he, he thought, and I'm getting other people to think this too, that they'll have a staged mass casualty event where the president is and he'll appear to have been wrong place, wrong time, collateral damage. He's dead, too bad, so sad, but it wasn't an assassination, so the public doesn't get up in arms. Right. Is that kind of where you were going with this? Yeah, that's exactly my concern. And and you're right, they would use the deaths of all the other people as cover to say, well, the president obviously wasn't targeted, but but gosh, look, this, for example, medical imaging equipment that has radioisotopes uh, somehow got airborne, <laughs> you know, wh- what, whatever the case may be, they'll, they'll come up with something. And if you think John Brennan and Barack Obama are not scheming some mass killing scenario to save their own skins, then you're not living in reality. Well, I'll, I'll go to a quote. Uh, McFarland and uh, Brennan were on C-SPAN 2, and I reported on this. Uh, and McFarland said, yeah, there's an interagency intelligence operation to take out the president, meaning assassinate. Yes. And Brennan yep. said, thank God for the deep state. That's a quote. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And and so they know that Trump has enough close-in people surrounding him that they're not going to be able to succeed in, for example, shooting him or perhaps poisoning him. And it's going to be hard for them to try to take down Air Force One, for example. But there are area effect weapons that can be blamed on America's enemies even. It can be blamed on, you know, radical jihadi terrorists or something. We're talking about things like briefcase-sized nukes or, or larger nukes. You know, they fit in a van, for example. Or radiological weapons, which can include dirty weapons. Which of course, radiological isotopes spread by kinetic uh, chemical explosions, high explosives. Uh, these can be airdropped over cities with drones or Cessnas. And that's just the beginning. There can also be uh, chemical weapons, like sarin gas and so on, that, that are... You know, they have to be released in enclosed spaces, typically, uh, for them to be effective for the, for the minds of the terrorists. Uh, but they can also use biological weapons. And, and so all these, I'm sure, are being openly talked about among these people. I mean, I don't mean publicly talked about, but among them in their rooms, their, their discussions are... How do they kill the president? How, you know, which weapon system is the most effective? How many casualties will it take to be enough so that the media won't blame uh, an assassin? These kinds of questions. This is the way they think. They're pure evil. And they're willing to carry out anything. There's nothing they won't do. There's no limit to the number of people they won't kill. These are people who killed, what, 3,500 Americans on 9-11 so they could reinstate the surveillance laws and, and, and up the Patriot Act. They killed thousands of Americans so they could surveil people, so they could have the weapon system that they just used against Trump's campaign people like Carter Page. That was all because of 9-11, the reason those tools existed. And they killed thousands of Americans to make that happen. And they tried to kill thousands more in 1993. Remember, Dave, the 1993 attempted bombing mm-hmm. of the World Trade Center? In the basement. Guess who set that yep. up? FBI set the whole thing up. FBI recruited the driver. FBI rented the van. FBI got the explosives. FBI has been running these things for for decades. 
not just Richard Jewell with the new uh, Clint Eastwood movie. FBI was behind the, the cover-up of the assassination of Senator Robert Kennedy, the father of RFK Jr., and as well as JFK and Martin Luther King. The FBI is the terrorist organization in America that has killed more people than any other in the history of our country. Well, all, all you have to do is look at um, uh, Mueller. Here he's in charge of investigating the Russian collusion delusion, and yet he was the one, the first one, and I've got two documents I put on the commonsenseshow.com in July of 2017, one from Russia, one from our State Department, that said that Mueller was the first person to deliver highly enriched uranium from the Clinton Foundation to Putin. Yep. And, uh, I mean, here, you know, here's a guy, the FBI director, he's doing this. And then, of course, we know how he used Whitey Bulger, uh, who was murdering people in organized crime, but he was using him as a confidential informant. Why? The guy was murdering people. And then when this news story broke, all of a sudden, Whitey died in prison. Yep. And this just goes unnoticed. I mean, this, that's, that's right. what's crazy. That's right. That was a long, a long history of killings and bribery and kickbacks, extortion, money laundering. I mean, the, the stuff that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden did, that's just the tip of the iceberg. You know, Barack Obama masterminded international money laundering to deliver pallets of cash to Iran. Barack Obama was behind, by the way, I, I, I've done extensive research on this, allowing Iran to capture America's military drone. Remember that story that, that said, oh, Iran was able to use GPF spoofing to capture a U.S. drone and make it land on a runway in Iran? Right. That's nonsense. There's no such thing as that. <laughs> it's just They just made it up. In truth, Obama had his loyalists inside the military order that drone to land so that it could be turned over to Iran so they can they – can, Harvest all the electronics, and especially the decryption electronics. You got to understand the GPS systems on on those drones. They decrypt satellite communications on on military frequencies with military grade encryption, like 10, 24 bit encryption. The hardware circuitry on that drone is decryption circuitry, which means Obama gave Iran the hardware that Iran can use to eavesdrop on America's military signals, just like in World War II, when America built, what was it called? Enigma, yes. right? To decrypt the German signals. Uh, um, what was the scientist's name, that British scientist who did that? I don't remember his uh, name, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, Enigma. And that's what enabled us to win uh, many battles and to understand what was happening there and, and to preempt the Germans. Well, Obama gave that technology to Iran and then gave them money to build nuclear weapons. And then Obama's people, like Robert Mueller, were able to arrange for, through the Uranium One scandal, to have uranium shipped through Canada to Russia and to Iran. So that Obama and his treasonous criminals were actually building Iran's nuclear weapons program and giving them U.S. military technology and even setting up the compromising of the entire U.S. military personnel files to be hacked by China. Obama did all that? And Trump is impeached? Give me an F and break, man. No, oh, I know. I hear you. Well, I got one on Obama, um, and it goes back to the Gulf oil spill, so to speak, which was clearly a conspiracy. I wrote a seven-part series on it, and one of the things I found in the in the prologue was that Obama was invested in Corexit, and Corexit should never have been used 
because it's destroying the health of people in the Gulf. The effects are still there. There are quiet voices of science that are speaking out. Wilma Subra, for example, she said, the crux, it's in the air, it's in our food, it's in us, it's part of the ecological system now. It's still being sprayed, we think, because we still see fresh trace amounts. And nothing grows but algae when you spread it because it forces the oil into the water column. And now that all these algae farms sprung up for alternative biofuel. But here's where Obama's part came into this. He okayed the Corexit, even though the EPA said no, because it was so toxic, it's banned in 17 countries. But his investments, Vanguard 1 and Vanguard 2, were heavily invested into Nalco, which is the company that manufactures Corexit, and Obama profited from his choices that endangered the health of the whole region. Uh, not surprised at all to hear that. And, and again, everything is fraud when it comes to these Democrats and, and many rhino Republicans, too. Everything's a kickback. Well, all the yeah. foreign aid that goes out there is all just kickback money. I mean, a, a portion of it. So when they give a billion dollars to Ukraine, the agreement is, well, Ukraine, you got to give us back 200 million. And here's how you're going to do it. You're going to set up these shell companies. You're going to you're going to have I mean, Rudy Giuliani was tweeting all this stuff. He's already got this. This is all going to come out, by the way. Just shell companies and board members like Hunter Biden and loans and, and you know, Bitcoin, probably crypto transfers and gold bars and everything. This is the entire apparatus in Washington, D.C. is a bunch of criminals and Trump threatens all of them. And that's why they're trying to take out Trump, because he's not just going to defeat the Democrats if he stays in power here. Trump threatens to expose the entire criminal cabal of the FBI and their history of terrorism and the criminal DOJ under Obama. The, the, whole, the whole system is corrupt. Well, you're, you're absolutely correct with... Um, but the problem is, too, is that the Republicans are almost as guilty as the Democrats. And let me give you a case in point. I reported uh, when after John Bolton was fired that Bolton... Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan were canvassing senators who had uh, blackmail uh, deficits with Epstein and uh, and other things too. So some of the kickbacks you're talking about with Ukraine also came into flow. And I was getting this from a couple of staffers. I mean, people that know me have had dealings with me and they said, this is so wrong. And they were going in and threatening them with their impeachment vote. And so, in other words, uh, we don't have to blackmail you if you just vote the right way, if the trial gets to the Senate. But the problem is, is I and other people like myself started telling our audiences, write these Republicans and let them know what they're covering up. We know what they're covering up, and we're going to expose it fully if they don't vote the correct way. Yep. And now Mitch McConnell and, uh, and his colleagues can't let this go further because it will threaten to undo the Republican Party as well. Uh-huh. And if John McCain were still alive, you can bet he would be behind the scenes committing treason right now. Uh, he already did. It's called putting together ISIS with Hillary Clinton and ordering uh, military equipment to stay behind in Iraq against all laws. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what he did. That was his contribution to ISIS. But you know what's interesting here? I don't know if you know about this. Did you hear about the um, trafficking scandal in Maricopa County? Mm, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I'll give you the Reader's Digest version. A $70,000 a year uh, county employee named Peterson supposedly arranged for multiple flights for women from the Marshall Islands who were pregnant 
to come and stay in East Mesa homes, multiple homes, and to have off-site delivery by medical, and then to traffic these kids out to parents. What they left out of the news reports here locally is the mothers were also being trafficked after they gave birth for Whoa. sex trafficking. Well, this is, you mentioned McCain. Okay, hold on to your hat here. First of all, we're supposed to believe the narrative created by our local mainstream media that this $70,000 a year employee orchestrated this all himself. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Okay, no way that happened. But what I found out, this is where it gets really interesting. What I found out about this is at the same time, a state senator named David Farnsworth came out and said CPS is trafficking kids here in Arizona. And the head of the CPS Senate committee said to him, we'll kill you if you don't shut up. And he reported that to the media. And really? what gets worse, they brought in a guy named McFarland to oversee CPS who answers to the governor and they're all best friends. And now the whole thing's gone away. This Peterson guy has been released. There's no indictments. And here's what I found out. I read the Phoenix New Times, which is a local tabloid, and they had traced Governor Ducey uh, to Ohio, where he's from, and his name used to be Roscoe. This is just like uh, Pelosi, where she was D'Alessandro from the crime family, the D'Alessandro Mafia crime family in Baltimore. Uh, Mr. Roscoe, now Governor Ducey, was from an cr organized crime family in Ohio, but it gets better. When he came to Arizona, he went to work for Cindy McCain's family. <laughs> And they're bootleggers, and they were organized crime from the very beginning. And that's where he got his start, and they helped set him up in his ice cream business, made a lot of money, and he got into state politics. And uh, this wow. is how corrupt. This is here in Maricopa County where I live. And and not one reporter thought to ask a question, how did a $70,000 a year employee afford all this? Um, who else is involved in this? And, oh, yep. by the way, who reported it? I found out who reported it. It was people inside the DOJ friendly to Trump. You know, it sounds like California's crime families, too. You know, mm -hmm, Pelosi mm -hmm. and Newsom. Exactly. For example. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all a giant family crime cartel. <laughs> and, see, this is this is the thing. Trump is exposing this, not only publicly, but also behind the scenes. Right? You look at all these arrests of child trafficking operations over the last three years. That's because Trump is going after them. I mean... It's not a coincidence. And why? Why do Democrats want to have open borders? Because they need to keep the trafficking going. It's the drug trafficking. What do you think funds the, the, the political campaigns of California Democrats? Drug money, child trafficking money, pimp money. I mean, these people are all into those things. The, it's, it's the culture. And it's Hollywood culture, too, by the way. So Trump, I think... There's so much that Trump can't talk about that he's doing behind the scenes, and there's still good men and women in some in federal law enforcement. There are still good people inside the FBI. There's still good people, you know, federal agents, DHS. There are good people there. You know some of them. Mm -hmm. And they, they will not put up with child trafficking and drug smuggling and, and you know, you want to talk about children in cages. Hey, that's what the Democrats do when they traffic these children. That's not what Trump does. Trump, Trump tries to set people free. And it's the Democrats that are literally caging and trafficking children. And that's got to stop. Because it's, it's the level of evil that is happening in America. You know, a typical American citizen can't even grasp. They can't even imagine it.
They, they, look, the average American doesn't even realize that babies are being killed after they're born. <laughs> you, know, you, you talk know. to 100 people and not, I mean, maybe one out of 100 would realize that babies are being killed after they're born with the blessing of Democrats. You think they won't kill you? They kill their own children, man. They're, they don't care. I know it's 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 so disheartening, but um, I don't know that we can turn it around. Let me give you an example. This these behaviors are becoming so embedded in our society. I wrote an article earlier this morning, and I, I I said the civil war in America may have started on a Florida school bus, and there was a 21 second video that came out, and this kid was wearing a MAGA hat, a diminutive 14 year old kid. Um, he was white, and all the assailants that went after him were black. There were five of them. They were actually choking him and hitting him multiple times. I actually was afraid when I'm yeah. watching this, the kid's going to die. Um, and but remember, it's not a hate crime, according to authorities. No, it's not. It's They're not calling it a hate crime. The school district hasn't even come out in support of the kid and condemned the actions. Where, yep. was, the, where was the bus driver in all this? I think he should be charged as an accomplice. And these kids, this is attempted manslaughter because what I saw was an assault on the kid's life. It wasn't just assaulting him. They yes. were choking him uh, and jumping on him. And, I, and I'm thinking, okay, this is deadly. And these kids need to spend a year in juvie behind bars for attempted manslaughter. And nothing is happening to them. Yes. Yeah. Just goes to show you. See, when the Democrats in Virginia or California or anywhere else, when they start going door to door to murder Christians and murder gun owners and murder Trump supporters, they will justify it to themselves. To them, that's not doing anything wrong. This is what people, you got to get your head straight on this. They don't think that killing you is bad. They think it's an accomplishment. They will celebrate it the same way they stood up and cheered when New York passed infanticide laws. They kill babies for profit. They part out their bodies. They actually, I don't want to be too gruesome, but they deliver the babies and keep them alive so that they can get the body parts while they're still fresh, okay? That's what abortion centers do in America. And these people think that you have no right to exist because you're a conservative or a Trump supporter or what have you, or you just love America, or you support the military, or you believe in God, uh, you know, any number of things. They would just as soon dissect you and part out your body for profit if they could. And they think nothing of it. In fact, they wouldn't call it murder. They would call it adult abortion. They're just aborting you. It's their choice. <laughs> That's what they're going to say. Just aborting you. You know, I, I just, I have no answer that can justify this. But my point is with these kids, um, these behaviors are passed on by their parents. Yeah. And the parents are buying into the divide and conquer. Now, the good news is I actually was besieged by my audience to write on this. And they said, Dave, why haven't you covered this? And some of the people that wrote to me were non-white, and they made that clear. Yeah. And they were asking me to write on this. So most people are good, decent people. I don't care what their background is. But we have enough thuggery now that's being spread through our society. I don't know that we can turn it back. I mean, the inevitable conclusion seems to be civil war. And I want to go down that road with you for a minute before we close. Uh, you mentioned in your article about the UN. Do you, do you have any details on that, how they plan to accomplish it, how many they're going to bring in? 
Well, I would I would defer to you as the UN occupation expert. Frankly, I think you know more than anybody I talk to. It's just that, perhaps because of your work, Dave, it's become increasingly obvious to many people, including former mil- military intelligence, that there is a plan underway to invade and occupy the United States of America. Now, how that happens. You know, you've already, you've explored dozens of different scenarios, and I think they all have merit. There are embedded troops already here. There are troops that can amass on the southern border, uh, land borders like Mexico. There are troops that can land in the L.A. port, like Chinese troops, which who'd be welcomed by Governor Newsom, and so on. We've explored these scenarios before, but which one's going to be activated first? I don't know. Well, I'll tell you, they tried to bait Trump. When you had the murder of the nine Americans on the, the other side of the border, they were done by a gang called the CJNGs, which are now created by the communist Chinese to compete with the Sinaloas, and they control both gangs. And that violence is soon going to be present in America because they're both competing for drug routes in America now. But the point is, is that they thought by killing these Americans, and, and I believe the CJNG was responding to communist Chinese orders, that they tried to bait Trump into crossing the border and yeah. I, I believe the UN would have used that as a preemptive excuse to enter America militarily. Very insightful. Yeah, you may be exactly Trump right. Did not, Trump did not take the bait. He told, in fact, the whole scenario is really interesting. Trump told AMLO, you'll clean up your end or you will not finish your term. And I've got that on good authority. And AMLO went and arrested the perpetrators of that murder of the Americans. But what's interesting is the CJNGs used their subset called the Guerreros, and they tried to assassinate the assistant, no, it was the Secretary of the Navy for Mexico, and they tried to assassinate him at the Laredo Airport, Laredo Nuevo, and it was a message to AMLO. Now, they didn't get him, but I published Twitter feeds of a high-speed chase where they were chasing the attempted assassins down the road, and they killed five of them. And this was a message to AMLO from the communist Chinese, we own you. And then two days later, they took down Pemex uh, and their computer system. And uh, and I have a source inside Pemex that tells me that the communist Chinese basically r- pretty much run their nationalized oil company. Uh, this is what we're up against right now, and, and the UN is going to be a primary force in coming in because of the Kigali principles, which says that hmm. if the UN perceives there would be a problem, they can come in on their own authority. Wow. And, 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 I mean, it's just it, yeah. this is the time we live in. This is why well, your story is so darn timely. But speaking of timely... We are out of time, Mike, but first of I all, can't believe it. I want to give you major props here uh, from one researcher to another. You knocked it out of the park with what you put in there about Virginia, and I think this is probably the story of the year. So my, my sincere thanks to you and my appreciation for your hard work, and just keep it up. Well, right back at you there, Dave. I, I think you do extraordinary reporting every day. I check your site every day. We, we republish many of your articles, too. So keep doing what you're doing. And most important thing for you and I and people in, in this line of work is to stay alive and stay safe. And I don't know about you, but I repeatedly engage in tactical firearms combat training. I keep my skills tip-top. I agree. Mike, and on that note, we've really got to close. We're up against a hard break. Newstarget.com and naturalnews.com. Mike's sources. Follow him every day. It's awesome sites. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Dave. Bye.